No, I, I think if you ever get to a place, gang, that that if you're ever gathering with someone and you uh, don't allow yourself the time to do that, then um, you might want to find you another group. Because that's just what I see here tremendously. There is power in the name of Jesus. And so in that, what we are tasked to do with one another is to remind each other that. Because see, sometimes my little bald head will forget. <laughs> I'll forget. And I'll start thinking I'm the one that's got the power. And make no mistake, gang, what we'll see here tonight is that you do. But it's His. It's His. All the power that's flowing and rolling through you each day, that's Him manifesting Himself through you. And, and, and what you're doing beautifully is that you're allowing Him to flow through the DNA that He blew into you on purpose. It's amazing. It's life-changing. And that's what we've been talking about is that your yeses, that your yeses have been life-changing. And so what that's doing is that you're, you're wanting others to experience those same life-changing yeses, right? And so we've been, we said, you know, for a few weeks, we're just going to hang out with these guys that said yes to, to Jesus first. And we hung out with John the Baptist. And last two weeks ago, we hung out with Andrew. By the way, how cool was that last week to hand out $3,600? What? $3,600 biggins? I have no idea where it all went. I don't care. It doesn't matter. <laughs> but it went. And the cool thing is, is that your heart's connected with it to the people that it's going to. And uh, that's, that's the reason um, we exercise in the way that we do. I'm just going to bring us up to speed and remind us of where we have been and then ask you a question first. Remember we, we said it, it does us no good if we come in here and we say all these words and we don't know what they mean. <laughs> you know, we, so what is a disciple? Remember we talked about that two weeks. What's the definition of a disciple? Learner, student. Did y'all hear that? Learner, student, follower. What's apostle? One who sent out. Yes. And so, gang, you are both. One of the same. And so what we did last week is we hung out, and when we first saw Andrew, we, he, we asked ourselves what he did. I'm just going to read this. Don't go to it. It's a reminder for us to get our, our hearts revved up here. Is that Andrew had been discipled by John the Baptist. And John the Baptist said, hey, there he is. There's the Lamb of God. There's Jesus. And, and Andrew did, he said, deuces, I'm out. I love you. But I'm going to go hang with the Lamb of God. And it was beautiful how John the Baptist, he taught them to be released. It wasn't a catch and keep. It was a teach and release. That's you. That's a, that, that is the body of Christ, man, that we are to teach and release. Okay? And so, Andrew, this is in John 1. When he says, hey, there's the Messiah, the next day, Andrew went to find his brother, Simon, and told him. He said, man, we have found the Messiah. Then Andrew brought Simon to meet Jesus. Looking intently at Simon, Jesus said, Your name is Simon, son of John, but you'll be called Cephas. I just love that. And we ask ourselves, who would you go get to bring to Jesus? 
if you knew without a shadow of a doubt that the clouds were opening up, the trumpets were going to sing, he comes thundering in, and you knew that that was happening in the morning, when you left here or right now, who do you text? Who do you go get? Who do you Facebook? Say, man, he's coming. You ready? Well, whoever that is and who we said pops on your, on your heart, chase them down. Love them. Let them know. And so where we're going to go tonight is we're going to hang out with Peter. Man, you, we could literally, guys, we could hang out with this cat for the rest of the year, right? We, we could hang out with him for a long, long time. He is a, he's a dude. He's a man. He's, he's, he's crazy. And I love him. Because you never have to worry about what he's thinking. And what we'll see over the at least a couple of weeks is that he was never afraid to say what he was thinking with Jesus. Now, how many times do we kind of hide? We won't, we won't say what's really going on within us because we're afraid we're going to hurt God's feelings. <laughs> do you think you can hurt God's feelings? You think he doesn't already know what's roaring within us? And therefore, the reason for the empty tomb is so that we would come and unpack it with him. That we could crawl up into there and say, Lord, I am just so flipping mad right now. He goes, I know you are. What are we going to do? And so I think that's what we'll start to see um, with this guy is that he teaches us. And so these cats, they hung around the Sea of Galilee, they were fishermen. It's a pretty rough trade. They mended nets constantly. And so they weren't, they weren't, uh, they weren't soft <laughs> by any stretch. And so Jesus, we're going to see here in a second, is walking up and down the shore. I don't know exactly the timing of it, but there's some scholars that think that, the, that Andrew and Peter hung around James and John a lot, that that they were actually raised a lot by James and John's dad, you know, sons of Zebedee. And we're, we're going to see here that after Jesus sees Andrew and Peter, that just a few minutes later, he sees those, these two guys, James and John. And so the thing is, is that I want to paint the picture for you that these guys are out working. They're doing their day-to-day. They're using their hands. And the scene is probably when we get to Matthew 4 is that Jesus has just come from the desert being tempted for 40 days. Do you remember that? The enemy threw everything at Him. And Jesus always referred back to the Father. The source of strength. Always. And so now Jesus... Let's go to Matthew chapter 4. Find that on your screen. So it's Matthew chapter 4. I'm going to start in verse 18. One day as Jesus was walking along the shore of the Sea of Galilee, He saw two brothers, Simon, also called Peter, and Andrew, throwing a net into the water for they fish for a living. Anyone ever seen that? It's just a beautiful scene if you see these guys that are casting the net out and it just makes that cool circle. And If I tried to throw it, I'd be so tangled up in it. <laughs> I would drown myself, probably go, ah, we caught a billow. <laughs> so they're out throwing a net in the water, for they fish for a living. 
Jesus called out to him. Called out. Come, follow me and I'll show you how to fish for people. And they left their nets at once and followed him. Verse 21, a little further up the shore, he saw two other brothers, James and John. So we've got two sets of brothers, both of them from the Sea of Galilee in this region. And James and John are sitting in a boat with their, with their father, Zebedee. And they're repairing their nets. And he called them to come too. They, he's referring back to James and John, immediately followed him, leaving the boat and their father behind. Gang, hang on here for a second. This is in a this is in an area where typically kids did what their daddies did. That's just they just they were raised up and did what daddy did, right? And so here's the scene. Now remember, we said we're not exactly sure the age of all these guys, but they're at the point now where they know that daddy has released them to some point to make decisions. And so they're out fishing with dad. They're in the boat. They're repairing the nets. And here comes Jesus. And He says, hey, come follow Me. And they leave Him. They drop net and they go and start following Jesus. Now, how many of us ever make decisions based on what we think others want us to do? Big show of hands. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Had one guy did it once. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, just a quick example for, for mine. I would, I would absolutely, one, one of my dreams would be able to call a baseball game on the radio. Oh, it would be so much fun. I used to pretend that I was Harold Hensley, the Grand Ole Opry, and announcing the stars that would come on when I'd go home. And just, oh, I just would love to do it. I would love it. But when it came time for me to go to school, I made a decision based on what I really deep down thought my dad wanted me to do. He, he talked about, you know, going the business route. Now, gang, I never gave my dad a chance to say, son, I'll support you in that. I never gave him a chance. I sat in silence. Are you sitting in silence? Speak it out. And so the thing is, is what is your net? You see, they dropped their net. They dropped their net of knowing in who they were in that moment of their life. Who and what is your net that you need to drop in order to release yourself to get to the next season that Jesus has for you? And these guys did it. And so here we go. Let's keep going. Can you imagine the look on Zebedee's face? Boys, boys, right, Pop? It's Daddy here. We got nets to fix. They left. Look what these guys started encountering. So here's their big yes. They dropped the nets. That's their life-changing yes. But gang, they don't know it yet. You see, we get the privilege of looking at all the stuff that they were about to experience. They had no idea. So doesn't that put us in the same boat when, when Jesus is wooing these next steps through you and you're reluctant to drop your net? Because someone or something is absolutely speaking into it and you are raising them above the authority of Christ in that moment. Gang, drop your net. Follow Him. Look at some of the stuff. We know One of the things about Peter, we know he was married. Um, right after Jesus starts hanging out with him, in chapter 8, uh, his mom-in-law is sick. 
Yeah. He goes in there and heals her up. And you know what the mom-in-law does right after she gets well? Prepares a meal. These were some hungry rascals. They're eating all the time. I mean, every time you turn around, they're eating. And so, mom-in-law's on the bed. She's sick. Jesus comes in, touches her, heals her, and she says, hey, let's have some biscuits and gravy. I, you know, it didn't say that in my translation, but I like biscuits and gravy. He's going along. And so here in chapter 9, here's just a few hot spots here, gang. Chapter 9, he heals a paralyzed man. Alright, so he's in the home of Peter. He's just healed his mom-in-law and start, throngs of people are starting to come to see him. He heals a paralyzed man. Alright, the leader of the synagogue comes and says, hey, will you heal my daughter? She's dead. The leader of the synagogue, the guys that were totally against the Messiah, for the most part, out in public, but remember, some of them had started dropping their net. Nicodemus being one of them that would come in the night. So this guy dropped his net because he knew the one that could heal his daughter. He comes in and says, will you heal my daughter? And as they were going, Jesus said, yeah, man, come on, let's do this. As they were going to the leader's home, you remember this scene with this woman who had been bleeding for 12 years, gang, that was, that was socially unclean in that Jewish culture. You, they, the, a woman that had been bleeding had to just absolutely sequester herself forever. So for 12 years, and she says, if I can just touch his robe, if I can just, oh my gosh, if I can just touch it, I know I'll be healed. She does and is. See, she dropped her net of everyone saying, shh, don't do that. Don't bother him. You don't know that will happen. She dropped her net. She said, I'll give it everything I've got. She touched him. She's healed. He goes to the home. The daughter's healed. And I just love this. And so as he's leaving, if that's not enough, this is all just in chapter 9. It's in one chapter you got to go back and read it. And so he's leaving. Two blind men come in. He touches them. They can see. Now here's the funny thing about Jesus. Because a lot of times, even before then, He would tell them, don't tell anybody. It's not my time. That's a tough one. There's two, there's two folks just even in this scene here. you got one guy that was paralyzed. He can walk now. How's He not going to say something? <laughs> Uh, bro, just yesterday I saw you and for all your life you've been paralyzed. I know. I can walk. You know, he's kind of kicking his heels up. He said, isn't this great? I can walk. I'm running. I'm dropping nets. Who did that? Jesus. There was no way they couldn't say it. Right? Two guys, blind. They see him walking down the street without an escort. How'd that happen? Jesus? Amazing. Demon-possessed man. Someone brought him to Jesus. Remember Andrew going to get his brother? Brought him to Jesus? Darla bringing Jake to you, Jesus lovers? Joey, Lydia, seeking the source of truth for unity and how to raise him? So these people brought this demon-possessed man to Jesus. Jesus 
heals him, the demon's cast out, and the man can speak. All in chapter 9. It's crazy. So can you fathom the old boy's not saying yes and missing that? What's your net that you're still hanging on that if you're life-changing yes, it may start coming out and you can start walking. You can start seeing. You can start speaking in the name of Jesus. So we get right here to, to uh, 14. I, we got to skip all the way over. And so we get to 14, and Jesus has uh, fed the multitudes. And so at this moment, He's encouraging the guys to get back in the boat. Now remember, gang, they're, they're sea people. They're, they're, they know how to navigate waters. And when they get in there, in this particular scene, they can't get back to shore. The winds and the waves have whipped up enough where they can't get back. It's 3 a.m. Jesus is walking on water. You'll remember this one. And Peter says, Lord, if that's you, tell me to come out of the boat and I'll walk to you. And we all know the scene, right? And that's been talked about so many times. And so Peter does. He gets out and he goes under. Jesus brings him back up. And so we're not going to focus on that particular one. But look at all the yeses that Peter is experiencing, that Andrew's experiencing. Life-changing yeses. The foundation of everything that they're seeing and experiencing by following Jesus. By dropping their net. Mentally and physically. And so Matthew 15, this is where we're going to start hanging out. Matthew 15 and 16. They feed another multitude of people. The first multitude was 5,000. Here they are at 4,000. They don't have hardly anything. And, uh, and so they're going to hang out for the rest of the night. And we get to Matthew 16. And the disciples are horrible meal planners. <laughs> They've just fed 5,000 and 4,000, had leftovers, and we get to 16, and uh, they don't have anything to eat. They need a Tupperware. They had leftovers, and they didn't have anything. And so we get to 16, and here we are at verse 13. Here's where I want to start pulling this together. It said, When Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, He asked His disciples, who do people say that the Son of Man is? Well, they replied, some say John the Baptist, some say Elijah, and others say Jeremiah, or one of the other prophets. Then he asked them, but who do you say I am? It's verse 16. Simon Peter answered, you are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. Jesus replied, you are blessed, Simon, son of John. Because my Father in heaven has revealed this to you. You did not learn this from any human being. Now I say to you, that you are Peter, which means rock, and upon this rock I will build my church, and all the powers of hell will not conquer it. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you forbid on earth will be forbidden in heaven, and whatever you permit on earth will be permitted in heaven." That's a pretty good day. You, you've just witnessed everything that these guys have witnessed. Jesus asked the question, who do you say I am? And Peter does give the answer that most everyone in, in the Christian world would give. 
And we've always said, we want you to know why you're saying that Jesus is the Son of God. Why is that important to you? How does that benefit your life? How does that encourage your life? And Jesus is starting to teach. And He tells, he tells Simon Peter, I'm tossing you the keys to heaven, bro. It's in every translation. Here you go. Way to go. And so put your name in it. It'd be Bivo, son of Dan. Great answer. Here's the keys to heaven. Nothing will conquer it. And so the key metaphor here is one of authority. You remember when you got your first car? Maybe, maybe you didn't get your car, but your first car ride, when you got the keys, who's got keys? Y'all get them out and jingle them. You don't have to, really. There you go. Sounds like jingle bells. Love it. You remember that day? You remember the freedom and the authority and the power that you felt the first time you got behind the wheel and no one was in the car with you to tell you to merge here, to turn here, slow down here, stop here? And it was just you. And do you remember that when you felt that authority, you almost kind of didn't really know what to do with it? Gang, these guys, they just now dropped their nets. They're just now into this thing. And Jesus has said, I'm tossing you the keys to heaven. I'm giving you full authority. He said, and then listen to what He says here. Verse 24. If any of you wants to be My follower, you must turn from your selfish ways. Most translations have deny self. Take up your cross and follow Me. And so what He is saying there, gang, part of that definition is, He says, what I want you to do is lose sight of yourself. When He's saying deny yourself, remember even Galatians, Paul says that self-control is a fruit of the Spirit. And Jesus is saying, would you just lose sight of yourself and follow Me? And so they've done that physically. And so now what does that mean to be tossed keys with have the full authority of heaven within us? And now we get to start following. And so the thing is, is that when I wake up in the morning, how do I lose sight of myself and what my agenda is versus what God and Jesus through me through the Holy Spirit is saying, here's where I want you to go. Bibbo, here's the net I want you to drop and start following me. It could be like what Deb said earlier. It could be relationships. It could be jobs. It could be any type of situation where you are allowing someone else's voice to speak into your direction. Gang, real quick, look, eyeball me here. Seeking counsel is great. We're, we're taught to do that here. But you have to remember, if God is taking you on a path that He's only got orchestrated for you, everyone else will speak their fear into that. Oh, yeah. Amen on that. Alright, i got a few amens on that. And so when you put the brakes on, you've picked your net back up. You've put your keys in your pocket. I see two boys that just left their daddy. I think he may have had some words. Maybe. I don't know. He goes on to say, this is Jesus, He says, for if you try to hang on to your life. It's almost like a riddle at times when Jesus starts going into this. He says, if you try to hang on to your life, so just check that out. My agenda, wake up. My agenda, I've still got full sight on me. 
This is what I'm going to be about today. God, I hope you approve of that. Man, oh man, I get all into that. That's my MO. Oh, oh, hey, Lord, is that okay with you? He's going, wow, I don't know. We'll find out. He's in it all. He's in it all, gang. He's in it all. You can release the pressure you're putting on yourself in decisions. Could you just let yourself... Ah, if you're in this decision, should I go this way or should I go that way? Guess who's on both paths? Guess who's on both paths? Come on. Jesus. Class. Guess who's in both paths? Take your keys out. Drop your net. He said, if you try to hang on to your life, you'll lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake, you'll save it. And so what he's saying, you're going to discover the God that He made you to be. You're going to start discovering the exact reason why He plucked you out of eternity, blew this DNA in you, and you started living life. It's the power of life-changing yeses. That's a lot, isn't it? So where's Peter in all of this? Peter's listening. And so he's here. He's just been told, I've been giving you, I'm giving you the keys to heaven. You've got full authority, Peter. And so what Peter and them are going to start learning, and we're going to see this over the course of the weeks, is that in life, gang, what I believe has happened a lot in Christendom is that everyone has this big yes to Jesus. Alright? That is monumental. It's the, it's the biggest decision you'll ever make in your life. Either saying yes to Jesus, I'm dropping my net, I'm believing I've got the keys to heaven, I've got full authority, I'm clothed in acceptance because of Jesus. It's the biggest decision you'll ever make. Or not make. But when you say yes... Then what comes after that are a lot of many, with a Y, M-A-N-Y, many, M-I-N-I, decisions. Every day. Every day. When your peepers open, we get a chance to decide, am I going to pick up the net in that decision? Or am I going to drop it? And believe that I have the keys to heaven with full authority. And so when we do that, when we drop net because we believe that we have full authority, that we've been given the keys to the the kingdom of heaven, and what conquers it? Hello? What conquers it? That's a a softball. What What conquers us? Nothing! (laughs) Nothing conquers us. You may feel defeated. You may feel deflated. You may feel beat up. Nothing conquers you. (laughs) What did you say, Mom? I am more than a conqueror. Are you kidding? Nothing. And so what shows the world is that when 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 we absolutely feel shipwrecked, that we don't fake that we feel shipwrecked. I'm still believing I've got the keys to heaven. I'm dropping my net. I'm still going to keep going through this because you, what, you, you, what we're going to see is that these guys believed they weren't conquered. 
and they got absolutely everything in the world tossed at them all the time. And they kept going, kept going, kept dropping nets. Even when the other ones wanted to pick up nets in denial, which we're going to see next week, he picked that net back up in denial three times. And then was reminded of who he is when Jesus came and sought him out and says again, Do you love me, Simon Peter? Yes, Lord. And so the question for us tonight is, do we love Him? Who who do you say Jesus is? It's the same question. That ain't changing. Right? And what you're showing the world, guys, by how you love folks, is that you're showing the world who you believe Jesus is in your life. Every day, you have many, with a Y, M-I-N-I decisions that show a world that you have dropped your net and picked your keys up. Father, I thank You. I thank You for a room full of folks that are uh, just in full authority of believing that we are who You say we are. Father, just in the happen chance, just maybe, we're not sure and so it does bode for the question that if there, has, if there is anyone in the room that hasn't believed that they've been given the keys of heaven, that, that there's nothing, Father, that will conquer it, that, that there's nothing that will conquer us, Lord. We are so secure in, in, in You through Jesus Christ, and yet, Lord, we, we admit we waver. We want to pick up the net of security through a maybe a job or a relationship or maybe whatever it is in life that makes us feel better that's not of You. Lord, I just pray that folks would just literally drop that tonight, Father. That that net that has been a false security and that they would live in the knowing of who they are in You. And so if there's anyone that hasn't dropped their net, Lord, if they wanted to come up here and pray and, and let that be done tonight, Father, man, it, it's always open. If there's someone that wants to share with, with another person that I really do believe, I want this life-changing yes of Jesus in my life that will help orchestrate my many, many decisions. And so, Father, we love You. We thank You that we are one in You. And so just for the rest of the evening, Lord, we just count it an absolute honor and a blessing to be one with You in Christ's name. Amen.